0: Welcome to the family with
1: Mike Vecchione,
0: Andy Rampernard
2: And Cassie Schrader
0: I told you guys up front, Italians don't follow orders very well You're going to have to
2: point (laughs) (laughs)
0: You know what I'm saying we'll be right back kick things off with mike becky he is at rick bronson's house comedy tonight and tomorrow night and sunday show as well right back with mike after this michael bryant brad sean bryant so what's the latest latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own uh people come to us we talk to them about what their rights are we talk to them about things that you know adjusters would call them up and ask them about and we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured And get Walzer care for free
2: We are back.
0: I think oh we're not doing music oh. anymore.
2: Ooh, no we are I just it was being slow. I was trying to click on a song and the internet's being slow. It is today. it's
3: being weird today. Oh well.
0: All right, Mike, how are you?
1: I'm good, Tom. how are you doing?
0: Marvelously well. you know it's been a long time.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think it was the summer last time I was here. It I'm missed this morning. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think it probably was. We had a nice conversation this morning about moving around the country and right. getting involved. So now, what did we? We didn't really get to the part where, where what what was it that made you decide I want to do stand up comedy?
1: Um, I took a class when I was in Philadelphia, a stand up comedy class. But then I was engaged to be married and working, so I didn't have the gumption to go out and like hit the clubs but then she broke up with me and i was pretty heartbroken and um lost so i just started going to the clubs i started going to the club every every once a week i started doing open mics and then it just built from there and That's i was not very cool. good for a couple i did, was not getting consistent laughs for a couple of years some guys are good right off the bat i was not one of those guys i just was like i just figured oh, it'll help me somewhere down the line public speaking wise or something so yeah because I was in school for... I was getting my master's in education. So I just uh, kept going to the clubs until I got funny.
0: because yeah, a lot of guys tell me, men and women tell me, that are really you know, very successful. They said, it takes you 10 full years from day one right. to 10 years later to get really good
1: at it. Well, that's a 1,000 hours. That's a, or the 10,000-hour 10, rule. 10,000 hours, I mean, yeah. Practice. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. So, yeah. so. But people overlook that now because it's such a... Um, here and now society where it's like, I want yeah. it right now kind of a thing. But people kind of forget that principle.
0: No, it is very true. Everybody wants something right now. Yes. And, you know, the world's changed a lot. There's yeah. no question about it. I, I still, th- from the show this morning, I cannot understand why we've been told by people who um, go to Facebook or, or, or Twitter or particularly texting it angers people apparently if you end the sentence with a period. Why?
1: Oh uh, yeah, you know I've had that before too because I do that. I, I I do that and and people because they, they take it uh, they take it as um, you're being abrupt. That's what? the way they take it. Yeah, you're being short with them and abrupt. Oh, they take God, it as uh, being curt, I guess.
0: Um, hmm. So everybody wants to be uh, a victim.
1: Yeah, I guess so you, people are the victim of your text. Yeah. I was the victim of your text. <laughs> <That's>
2: <laughs> oh, my right. god! That's true. Now I got
1: to tweet you an apology. I have to tag everybody in it.
2: God. <laughs> oh, yep. You know? yep, that's true. Oh, well, what I don't is know. this we got ourselves into a
1: hole. I blame the millennials, I think. Now, I blame the baby boomers, it, yes. actually, for raising the mil- – didn't the baby boomers raise the millennials? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like um, – see, yeah. my parents were right before they were World War II babies, so right, um, I wasn't raised – like a baby boomer, the baby boomers had a little bit softer, so they raised the millennials, you know, in that same kind of way. And now the millennials like hate yeah, the baby appear. boomers, ironically.
0: Yes, yes, they do. What is it? Okay, boomer, or, or what is it? What it mm-hmm. something? Hey, boomer. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, there's a millennial yeah. saying about boomers. It, right. It's supposed to be an insult or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah, as soon as you achieve something, get back to me, and I'll see if <laughs>
1: right, I can do right. That. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's all it is to it. I uh achievement is not a big thing in in this day and age and I, I, do you think we'll get to a point ever where you can go on stage and I, you know Ricky Gervais already did it uh Dave Chappelle already kind of did it but right. do you think there's there's a there's a good solid base to go and point out to people how just absolutely annoying and stupid they're being
1: yeah, I think it's really. I think what Ricky Gervais did was really funny. I mean, it wasn't just I loved poignant, it. I loved but it was really, really funny the way he did it too, and, uh, and and really smart. But and he pulls it off with that accent, which sounds charming. Like the way he's doing it, sounds <laughs> I know, charming. Exactly. British people because, have it. <coughs> I mean, it, it's crazy. I think if he didn't have the accent, it would come off as cold and mean. But it it just came off as charming with that accent. So I thought that was yeah. a. Great addition to it, and guys like Chappelle too. Chappelle can he can do it because he's the epitome of cool, you know. But I think without that, it 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 it, 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 it's because the message is hard, so it's a hard message. But I think that softens the accent, softens it, and Chappelle's coolness like softens the message. So, but it it really it really is it was great, you know. It really yeah because there's gonna be there's a backlash to it. There's a backlash to political sure, correctness, sure. and um, because political correctness is just like it's not solving the actual problem, it's just uh, it's just oh. covering it up on the surface. So that's why everybody's against it, you know. That's why people. That's why there's yeah, a huge there's a huge backlash to it.
0: You know, it's interesting. You look at the history of comedy, particularly stand up comedy in America. There's an ebb and a flow to it that's really amazing, and it tends to follow political changes in the society. I mean, in the 80s, yeah. that's exactly what happened after, right. the, you know, the 70s with the hippies and all that. Right. All of a sudden, comedy just blew up. That was about, what, 82, something like
1: that? Right. There was a boom. And it's booming now. It's booming now. Yep. And, uh, yep. and uh, but then now you have uh, a lot of people who are not in it for the. Pureness of the art form—they're they're just like jumping on the bandwagon to catapult themselves in other ways. So you're gonna have a lot of that. So hopefully it doesn't. Uh, eventually it'll get too big and it'll bust like it did in the '90s, and then yeah, it'll it'll. Yeah. But I, I like it right now. I like the the boom right now because it's more opportunities for everyone. You know, a rising tide. What is that? A rising tide carries all boats, or I'm not getting that exactly. right. But I'm not a quote guy. No, it's good. <laughs> You're not
0: a boat guy or a quote guy? I'm
1: not a boat or a quote, um, not a quote guy. I was just in Israel, and it's interesting that um, their society is a little different because everybody has to serve in the military. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I really do kind of like the idea of um, a year of uh, public service. You don't have to go to the military, but some kind of like national public service for people. Uh, I think that would connect people more to the country. Because people say things and people have all kinds of opinions, but they're not connected to uh, – they're not really connected in, in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? So I feel like a, a year of public service uh, to the country would solve that problem. It, w- it would connect people, I think, differently.
0: Well, that's what Switzerland does. No matter who you are, you will serve right. the government in one way or another, right. or the people of Switzerland. Right. Whether it's in the military or whatever, yeah, I, I agree with that completely. A year of service would be a really good
1: idea. Yeah, plus you get experience, um, and you get me- it would really close the gap yep. in terms of people meeting different people. Like in, the, you know, you talk to guys, uh, uh, older guys who served in the military. It's like they come from these small communities, and it was really gave them a chance to like meet different people. Like you have these rural kids who grew up in small towns and then they would go and they meet kids from cities and all stuff and it just really broadened their perspective and uh, i think it's it's good not only for the country but it's good individually for each person each citizen
0: yeah i think that's true uh you know right now when you when you're in a situation where again i'm a victim of your period on your text message yeah the only time that ever happens is when no one is being victimized. Like, there are a lot of people right now that claim, oh, there's a victim and that's a victim, and there are people... No, right. they're not. Right. They're, there's nobody in America right now being victimized by anybody else in an overt manner. Now, inside your, you know, clo- behind closed doors, it could be happening, because we wouldn't know about it. But do you know that any particular group of people being victimized right now, do you think... Like actual victims, look. Some people are looked down upon, or right? The, you know that. What? It, but actual victimization is a whole nother level,
1: right? Well, people are born into situations that are more unfortunate than others. I would say, yeah. So I would say that. I don't know if that's a. I wouldn't necessarily label that victim, but they're born into impoverished situations or born into like um, uh, a, a mother, a single parent home who's really just trying to do everything but is overwhelmed. So, or an alcoholic, you know, if you're born to an alcoholic father and, 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 you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a rough, it's a rough life, you know? So I would, people, people come from different places. So um, there's a lot of pain out there, I would say. But but, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, confuse that with adversity. Like I think a lot of times in our society, people are like any kind of adversity they're trying to alleviate. And it's like, even when you're raising a kid. You know, it's like, and I worked with kids. I worked with kids with behavioral problems. It's like you can't. I know so many parents are trying to be good parents, but they they coddle the kid and try to, in terms of like trying to remove any kind of adversity from their lives. And it's like adversity yeah. makes you strong. So you yes. need that. You need you need a little bit of you need them to fail and cry and fit and, and be able to like regroup and figure it out because they're going to need that skill set for later on in life. And a lot of these kids. They're being raised, and the parents are well intended. That's the problem. The parents are like loving and well intended, but they're trying to alleviate any adversity, and that's a bad thing, I would say.
0: I think that's very, very true. We, you um, know, it's interesting in what you were just talking about. Uh, I mentioned once in a while the fact that that's the way I grew up. My mother raised seven children by herself. Wow. With no money, the wow. whole deal. I never finished high school. I went to college for one day and hated it, so I quit. Right. And things worked out. And I always thought that people would really, and most people do, I'm, but I'm talking about the the very people who love to talk about it the most. They do not think it's wonderful. They resent the hell out of me for it. Isn't that weird?
1: Why? Why?
0: For making, For making it good without their help, without going to college, without finishing high school. They do not like that. You know, and again, it's not everybody. It's just those people in the, you know, some college professors, you know, that whole deal. The fact that I didn't do it their way, because I couldn't afford to do it their way, first right. of all, but they don't consider that. But they, they actually resent the hell out of me for succeeding without their help.
1: That's that really weird? interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. I think the bigger question is like, um, because it just it wasn't just like you, that situation and then you became successful. I think the bigger question is there's a lot of in between there. So how? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how did you do it? Is uh the bigger question, like, how are you able to overcome those obstacles? And then then you take that. And that's like, everybody's path is different. But there are some universal yeah. lessons in your path that can help other people, you know, who maybe aren't traditional, yeah. aren't for traditional education.
0: I, I do talk quite often about the fact that the parents of of my friends in the neighborhood could not have been more supportive because my father was institutionalized. My mother was working 18 hours a day. The other families in the neighborhood really stepped up to help. It was wonderful. Right. They were very nice to me. Right. And that was a huge part of it. But every time I talk about that, they don't like that either. They like, say, so, well, they parents. I mean, shouldn't you be going to the administration of your school? It's like, what? Yeah. You know, parenting parent, parenting's a good thing. Uh, right, right. So, I don't know. We're kind of missing the boat right now on that whole deal. I don't know why they want to miss that boat, but they do.
1: Well, I, I think people want, because, it, you know, everybody always says, like, I don't want my kid to go through what I went through. And it's like, okay, yeah, I right. understand that on a surface level, but what you went through made you who you are. It gave yeah. you this, now you're a strong person because of it. So I'm not saying that we should we we shouldn't pull people out of pain we shouldn't try to do our best to, but in terms of like coddling a kid and like giving too much it's like let people let people fail let them regroup and figure yeah. out you know figure it out for themselves it it creates strength of character and that's important that's a, I think that's more important than intelligence everybody always you know intelligence is the single biggest indicator of whether you're going to be successful right. and i think it's true to a certain extent but i think character overcomes that you know
0: i think you're absolutely right about that that's yeah. it that's a hundred percent it right there. and i'm a terrible
1: person this is coming from a terrible oh person yeah well i was
0: it. gonna say that i was gonna say you know mike as far as i know you're <laughs> completely you selfish know. and terrible yes <laughs> yes that's what i was thinking exactly that Mike Vecchione, completely selfish and terrible. That's exactly what I was thinking. I I just I love talking about this kind of stuff because I think it helps other people you know, uh, and help me get through, but I think we, we got texts all morning long because we had read a story about a, a, a family that was losing a family member and how tough that is and all the rest of it. Yeah. We got so much advice from listeners this morning on our talk and text line about, yeah, you can get through this, and this is how you get through it. I went through, went through the same thing. That's what I'm looking for in society, when people step up and go, yeah, I've been there. Let me tell you how to, to get that done.
1: That's the greatest like, right? part. People, you know, complain about the Internet and social media and all that stuff and how it's tearing down our society. It's like it really depends how it's used because stuff like that is it connects people and can really help people. Yeah. I mean, that's the way I use the Internet. I look, look up stuff that's inspirational and not just inspirational, but it things like that from people who've been through those experiences that you can draw from. You're like, oh, I'm going to use this strategy in my own life. Like the Internet really does provide that. And as a tool of education, of learning, you know what I mean? Like, you can learn on your own, because it's the information age, you know? It's really a good thing.
0: We will take a break. Be right back more with Mike Vecchione. He is at Rick Bronze's House Comedy. Two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow night, and a Sunday show as well. Right back with Mike, right after this, the family. why not bank with my banker north american banking company a better banking experience member fdic an equal housing lender if you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses think just for a moment what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom lasik brings well i'm living proof that dream can come true tom bernard here for whiting clinic lasik and cataract With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020... Buy 2020 and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic.
3: Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary.
0: Oh, I see. So you got two Catholic guys talking about being, you know, in the. So you go right to the Jesus music. Okay.
2: <laughs> I heard you talking about yeah. Jesus on KQ this morning.
0: Yes, the Brazilians were very, very upset because they've done a play where Jesus is gay, and uh, and, and again, I, you know, I, I grew up Roman Catholic and all the rest of it, and, and you know, I'm not the most religious guy on earth. But why would I give a rat's ass how you portray Jesus? Yeah, because I mean, if your thought or your belief in Jesus is what it is, why would you care? But a lot of people do apparently. Just a trying, lot of
2: people. Do. They're just trying to make Jesus relatable. That's all.
0: Yeah, that's it. Well, which is fine. That's mm-hmm. good. Like I said, I don't worry about stuff like that. It's like really okay. That's good. Yeah, that's good.
3: It was just it the works. generic edgy humor, is what it was. They had like yeah, Mary smoking true. weed and that kind of thing. It's yeah. Like you know, <laughs> that's you know. awesome. So like when you go oh, to a 14 that. year old and say, what do you think is edgy? That's what they'll write down. Right, right. Hey,
2: if I was a woman and got pregnant by not having sex, I might have to smoke weed just to wrap my head around that
1: fact. <laughs> well, the so, angel of God that, told her yes. all about it, so
2: she's good. She's
0: <laughs> oh. fine. Don't worry about a thing. I have a joke about um, the
1: current nativity scene, which is um, every instead of everybody standing around looking at Jesus, the, the, uh, they're all uh, facing away from Jesus on their phones.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: that's modern day.
2: Oh, that's I perfect. think you're right. Uh,
0: I think you're absolutely right about that. It's so he's doing the Sermon on the Mount, and no one cares. They're all on their phones.
1: Everybody's on their
0: phones. Hey, you know what? What did he say? <laughs> well, I, is there ever, is anybody ever going to top Monty Python with the Sermon on the Mount? <laughs> he oh. goes, "The meek shall inherit the earth." Oh, he's making oh, it up goodness. as he goes along. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my God!
0: That is wonderful. He do that with
2: every. That, Famous biblical painting, just repaint it with everyone on their cell phones and not paint (laughs) like the Last Supper. Nobody's talking. They're all on their phones. Phones and and
1: tablets.
2: (laughs) It'll
0: happen. I suppose it'll happen. I don't know. Like, Like you said, I think any time that you have a situation, I guess millions of people in Brazil, are very pissed off about it, and they've actually attacked the producer's home and the whole deal.
3: Right? What
1: is it? The Last Temptation of Christ streaming or something? Is that what it is? Or?
0: Um, yeah,
3: it's called like the past. Yeah, past- first first Temptation of Christ or something like that. Right. Yes, it's called. yes. but it's not it's new. Up.
1: It's just streaming on. It's not a new thing, right? It's just streaming on Netflix.
3: It's hard to um, say because it's by a group that historically they haven't wanted to put their stuff on streaming services unless they've been on their own channel hmm. for like a while so they can get all the you know advertising money or whatever right,
2: right.
1: so i don't know oh, if it's yeah. been on their
3: channel or if it's like they finally caved
1: and just went direct to netflix i would be more upset about that not getting the advertising money
0: <clears throat> oh, yeah. I was trying to think of where it, where it did appear because I don't know if it was on Netflix or if it was just on YouTube. But it, isn't it might have been Brazil, the YouTube. place
1: during um, Good Friday where they reenact the crucifixion. Like certain people so. yes. reenact the crucifixion. So they're, uh, maybe it was the Philippines also. They do it. Like it's their hardcore Catholic. They're really like, yes. if you're reenacting the crucifixion on Good Friday, you know, you're not your average Catholic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: I thought it was very funny when I was a kid, because if you would hang out, you can hang out with your, your schoolmates and all the rest of it. Some of the families, man, I, you, they found out you had another kid there that uh, didn't go to school with you. I was like, nah, he can't come over anymore. It's like, oh, oh wow. okay. It was like, wow.
1: That's a little harsh. <laughs> yeah, it's a little harsh. That's a little much.
0: But Well, I was one of them some, some of the time. He goes him to another there.
1: parish. Why don't you go back to your own yeah, parish? Yeah, well, yeah. Go back,
3: go
0: back. I love it. (laughs) Go back to your own parish. Even when I was a kid, it's
3: like you know, in the '90s, which wasn't that long ago, in Minnesota, there were people who were like, you know, we're Episcopalian and you're Catholic, so it's like it's not like they won't talk to each other, but it's like you know, we 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 can't hang out.
1: Oh wow, no, that's I didn't know that was a thing.
3: Oh yeah, and not that long ago. I'm still, I'm sure, in some places. Well, in some places, it's definitely like you know. Especially if you, like, branch out more Christians, Jews, and Muslims. Right. They don't really hang out. Wow. But, But you know, when it comes I to, like, it. Lutheranism versus, yeah. you know, Catholicism, it's like, they're not really that different. But Yeah, New York you know.
1: City's a little different that way. We're all forced together via the train. <laughs> yep. So you're we, forced <laughs> That's to, true. to be um, all together. Yeah.
0: Do you trade you have to take the train a lot?
1: I take the train all the time. I don't have a car. I had a car, it got stolen in Queens, so uh <laughs> now I take now I take the train everywhere.
0: Very appropriate.
1: <laughs> or the bus. So you, I'm a master of transportation.
0: Yeah, sounds like it sounds you got it all dialed in, man. Yeah. Um so your car was stolen in Queens?
1: It was stolen in Queens and um because what they have in uh, Queens is alternative side parking, so you have to move your car every couple of days or it gets ticketed. Right. So, um, right. and then and then you f- a lot of times you forget where you park, like because you park in different spots. So around the neighborhood. So I go to my car, it's not there. Um, so I have to like r- go back in my head and think to myself, did I where you know did I park here? What you know what happened? And sometimes they'll do this move in New York. They'll. Move your car if they're shooting a movie. Mm. They'll just tow your car around the corner <laughs> really? to another place, and they, yeah. don't, tell and they don't tell you. And they don't tell you. There's no way to communicate <laughs> to you. So they'll do that. Um, they, your car could be towed if you parked in somebody's driveway. Your car could be towed. So I parked in this Italian section. So I know these. I, I know these kinds of ladies too, which they they cannot wait to call a uh, tow truck to tow your car if you park in front of their driveway so um i may i when i park in this particular place i make sure i do not park in front of their driveway so i call the cops and the cops are like are you sure you didn't park in front of a driveway i'm like dude i know these women i know how they think i absolutely did not park in front of the drive for that very reason and then and then the cop it was a while because the cops like are you sure you parked here because i'm sure they had a million people call them who just parked and forgot where they parked and uh you know, flagged the car missing, stolen, and then then it was a whole oh, process yeah. to get it unflagged. So they were like, Well wait twenty four hours. I'm like, wait twenty four I was telling the cops, I'm like, wait twenty-four hours. What if somebody stole my car and they're doing drive by shootings with my car? <laughs> and the cop yeah, you know what the what cops said to me? That. Good point. I'm like, Oh, is it a good point, dude? Like, who's the cop? Am I the cop or are you the cop?
2: <laughs> good point.
1: Hey, good point, Mike. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Oh, my I God. I that. So, uh, I mean, yeah, the talk- reason that how I did really find out is the woman who whose house it got stolen in front of had video. She, she has a camera on the street and had video footage of somebody getting into the car. Uh, you don't see the driver's side. You just see the passenger side, and uh, you see the car light up and take off at, like, 1.30 in the morning. Oh, so. man. But it, I had it like a two thousand Acura, and uh, while the car was like it had like one hundred fifty thousand miles on it, it's uh, they steal it and chop it up, use it for parts, and they found it in an abandoned lot like nine yeah. months later, burned out and just stripped. So,
0: so the insurance was good.
1: The insurance paid. Yeah. Shout out to Geico. <laughs> Shout out to Geico. <laughs> uh-huh. And and then Geico keeps sending me letters like we want you back. I'm like yeah, I didn't buy a car, dude. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we want you to come back to the Geico family. I'm like, you guys are great. I just never bought another car.
0: Yeah, I didn't uh, have a car when I lived in. I lived in New York in the early into mid '80s before I took the KQRS job, and I we never had a car. There was no, we lived on 20th Street and Second Avenue in Manhattan. There was okay. nowhere to put a car nah, over
1: there. Nah, nah, huh? nah, you got to park it in a garage there, and that's that's like almost. Yep. that's like your rent.
0: Oh, really? That's like yeah, four hundred a month. Rent,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's too expensive. So now, when I go to town, I'll either rent a car, I'll take the bus, and I live. I live in Queens by LaGuardia, so I'll just fly out. It's the best. And now with Uber too, it's like it's super easy. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. We'll get- two
0: of my favorite stories ever about uh, about that kind of stuff. My very first day in New York, so I fly to New York in, into uh, LaGuardia. I come through the Midtown Tunnel in a taxi, and uh, we we make it onto Manhattan. And I look down at the, you know, the the medallion on the on the dashboard tells you who your taxi driver is, right? right? So I look at it and I go, hey, uh, Joaquin, how are you doing? And he goes, familiarity breeds contempt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, Rarity, breeds. I couldn't
0: call him Joaquin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but my favorite cop story is from one of your favorite towns in the world, Philadelphia. Yeah. When I was at Rittenhouse Square, I was at a, a uh, there's a church right there, a Catholic church right there, and I was at a wedding, and I walk by it's beautiful day, and I walk by uh, you know the, the, there's a, that metal fence that goes around the square. and I walk by and there's a cop leaning up against the fence. And I walk by and I look and I go, "Beautiful day officer." She goes, "Yeah, right."
1: <laughs> <I> <laughs> thought that's it a nice was atti- wonderful. That's a nice attitude ha- to have. At least you didn't Isn't get it tasered. Really <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think they At taser people for tase- that now.
0: Me. Well, probably true. Probably I true. I
1: was. Uh, I did uh, Tony and Tina's wedding in South Philadelphia for years. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah. South Philly was is a huge um, it was in anyway. It was a huge Italian hub. I think they're still down there, but um, it's waning. And uh, I dated this girl from South Philly, so I would do the show. On the weekends, I would do the show. I would go out drinking, and then and then she would go to, like, higher echelon places in uh, Center City. But I would just stick to the South Philly dive bars, and then I would just crash at her place. So we got snowed in one day, and um, I go to—she was a nurse, so she had to go to work, so I— um go to shovel her car out on the street and I'm shoveling it and I'm throwing the snow onto the street. And I didn't know you were supposed to do that. A cop drives Oops. by. This cop drives by and uh, he stops and he, he rolls down his window and goes, you really, want that, you really want that $200 ticket, don't you? You want me to give you that $200 ticket? I go, what are you talking about? My girl's a nurse. She's got to get out. He's like, we all got to get out, pal. Stop doing that. Stop shoveling it on the street. Screams at me and then drives away. And the neighborhood people come out it's so funny. The neighborhood people come out and they go, they always yell at the wrong people. They always <laughs> yell at the wrong people. <laughs> they, they He's go like, there. they're trying to comfort me? You know, the neighborhood people? I'm like, yeah, oh, I don't care. It's like a, I don't know where she. She's, she's trying to get out, you know? Uh,
0: you know, I think everybody should do like i i spent a lot of time in in chicago and new york sometime in los angeles moved around and lived in jacksonville florida for a while I was on the radio and you did the same same thing basically bouncing around from youngstown to uh to boca Raton, then philadelphia right. then right. new york i think it's really good to be exposed to those different cultures i think it's really good for
1: people yeah i would say Don't because people get locked into their own you know people get yep. locked into their own routines i i do meditation and stuff and um you know, uh, I'm interested in the mind body connection and, and spirit and, uh, people get locked into their conditioning and it's, it's, it's surprising sometimes if you watch your own mind work, it's like how everything is, you're, you're, you function on autopilot much of the time and, and. As a result, like you're missing your life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so if if my point is uh, to your point, like if you grow up just in the same town, you're doing the same things and you're not exposed to anything else. It's like everything just becomes like a just a routine that you don't even think about anymore. It's almost like you're conditioned to be some kind of a drone. Yeah, you know, instead of like being exposed, being exposed to different situations and different people, and it it makes you think. It uses you make it forces you to use different parts of your brain. I would say, and react in different ways. Yeah, yeah,
0: and we need more of that. We we need a lot more people thinking just a little differently than. Well, again, I think we're so focused right now on now on everybody being a victim. That's all they can
1: think of. Right, it's disgusting. Right, no, and I and I think legitimately they are victims. I I think that's actually true. Like I think legitimately they are victims, but but to be, you know, in order to make things better, I think you have to figure out how to climb out of that, how to climb out of this, the the victim status. So I don't I don't Mm -hmm. begrudge them for being. You are an actual victim. I really do. But like if you grew up with like in your situation, like that's a rough rough situation to grow up in, and I think that you are a victim in that situation. But but. The fact that you figured it out and climbed out of that is um uh, is a great thing, you know what I mean that's the example we should be following, you know
0: yeah, I mean I think it's terrific I, the only problem is in 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 my neighborhood and probably where you grew up as well, if you claimed to be a victim, people would turn on you in a heartbeat they right. would be like nobody's don't be, don't be victimizing yeah. me or you don't be yeah. using, the, using the word victim i don't even want to hear it right they didn't they didn't want to hear that at all
1: it was right amazing and a lot of people dancing. these days also do this thing where they don't tell the whole story in terms of like um they come oh, yeah. out and they go i'm a self-made like if somebody does come out of that situation they go i'm self-made i'm a self-made i'm a you know everybody wants to take it's like i mean if i i've had some success you know and uh, if I ever get attain a massive level of success, I'm the farthest thing from a self-made guy there is. I mean, yeah, it took my drive and and t- to get places, but I had massive help. I mean, my mother, my father, like teachers, right, coaches, right. like massive. There's no way I would be anywhere close to where I where I am even now without the help of so many people. And I think I think that's that gets left out of the story a lot. You know what I mean? Even if it's not two parents, like somebody stepped up, like a community member an uncle or a, mm-hmm. a grandmother like somebody really stepped up and helped and i think that gets that that gets left out of the story a lot you know
0: it does indeed we'll take a break be right back in two minutes more with mike we're right after this and family Sabre, and Bryant, whatever it takes. Yeah, baby. The name of the band? Redbone, baby. Did you know that?
2: I love that song. I did not know it, no. That song is actually...
0: Yeah, it's Native American.
2: Yeah, they're actually, that song has been in a lot of commercials lately. Yeah. So, I've noticed that, yeah. Yeah.
1: Anytime and I, I don't see it in a commercial, why. yeah, I go, somebody's making money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Somebody's <laughs> getting royalties, yeah.
0: Oh, God, I was just speaking of royalties. A friend of mine just told me the story, Richard Branson. I didn't know that. Apparently Richard Branson was just some schlub. And then did some research and found he could buy the rights to Tubular Bells, the song they used in The Exorcist.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You
0: know, that do 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 that the, the that thing? Right. Mm-hmm. He apparently owns the rights to it and made so much money out of it, he now owns an airline, a cruise ship, and a railroad.
2: Wait, so his whole corporation is based on Tubular Bells?
0: That's what I was told. Wow. I can't that prove it, but that's what, what I was a told great by several story.
2: people. <laughs> that's amazing. That's
0: crazy. Andy, would you do, do me a favor and look that up and see if most of that's true? I'm sure some of it's BS, but most of it, I guess, is true.
1: Tubular bells.
0: <laughs> wow.
3: Well, Tubular bells. They didn't have
2: Kickstarter back then, so if right. you wanted to start a company, no, you had to didn't. find alternatives. True.
3: Wow. <clears throat> well, that bells was... Bells. Let's see, one of the first albums. He had a recording company, obviously, Virgin okay.
0: Records. Virgin, yep, Virgin
3: um, Records. He started in 72, and yes, yeah, 73 was like the first chart-topping bestseller for Virgin, which was Tubular Bells.
2: <laughs> God, and how much, it say did it say how much
0: money he made? It did, yeah. I don't know how much money he made, but... Well, he owned all the rights, so
3: he yeah. Needed. The record sold 15 million worldwide, so I'm guessing he did pretty well.
1: <laughs> so, anytime anybody gets possessed by the devil, he gets paid. Is that what happens? <laughs> exactly right. Is that how the royalty works? Look, I'm just a Christian so. talking here. <laughs>
0: yes, I understand. I understand. but how smart is that Wait a minute. This song could be huge. Bought the rights and 15 million copies.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah, baby. Pretty good. That's a great story.
2: Yeah, you learned a lot on this yeah.
0: show. <laughs> oh, I don't think there's any question
2: about that.
0: You know, just a given that, uh, or not, you know.
1: Yeah, uh, and the message is anything is possible, I guess.
0: Mm hmm. Well, it's a very good message. Anything yes is possible. No.
1: Especially now, this day and age. Yeah, that probably is true, isn't it? I would say so. And I'd people... say there's all kinds of outside the box opportunities that, oh, yeah. you know.
3: Definitely. It, well, it, this podcast. You know, 20 years ago. Right. Could never have happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think that te- a cool. new technology emerges. Yeah. And the, and people, I think the most, half the people, I'd say more than half the people who are the most successful are the people who get on the ground floor of the technology. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, well, that's what Bill is. Gates, Steve Jobs, they yeah. were all there at the very oh, yeah. beginning. Healthless.com dot com boom people. Yeah. You know, all they did was buy names of websites, you know, right. airplanes.com, and then, you know, an airline buys it. Ten years later, for five million dollars, Right. you know, it's just uh, taking advantage of the fact that no one knows it exists
0: yet. Right, it's great. I suppose that's true. God, and here we sit doing a podcast. Yes. There you go. We got it all figured out. That's all, <laughs> all I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know, it all works out. I don't know. It's a, it takes a different kind of mind, I guess. Do you think? Uh, so, what do you think the, the next uh, the next step is? You, you were talking about you're kind of caught between. Between boomers and millennials, that's your, so is, is there a name for your generation,
1: actually? Yeah, Gen X. I'm Generation so, X. So Gen yeah. X
0: is, oh, okay, that makes yeah. sense. So you got X, you got Z.
1: Z is the newest kids, the kids who uh, were, were raised with oh, smartphones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes millennials and then Z. Z are the f- uh, smartphone kids. Mm-hmm. They're even, you know, they were raised with. The smartphone in their pocket at all mm-hmm.
2: times.
3: And then, like so. Fawn's generation, it's my sister's daughter. She's four right. almost. I don't think they are technically Gen Z. I think they're too young. I don't right. think they have a name. Probably yet. true.
1: Yeah. No, they don't have a name yet. Yeah, I'm
2: on the cusp. It'll
1: be some. It'll be like a generation. a pronoun we haven't heard of yet, like a Zer.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> Zer. Generation,
3: <laughs> generation, <laughs> they.
1: Yeah. Gen- yeah. <laughs>
3: It sounds like a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, no
2: kidding. Yeah, I'm on the cusp of Gen X and millennials because mm-hmm. I was born in 81. Now, some uh, yeah. things say, like, millennials. No, nah, born... you're,
1: mo- you're a millennial, I think. You're at the. Technically, You're, yeah. you're a technically a millennial.
2: Yeah. yeah it just depends because some of them say from 1983 and on up or something Well,
3: yeah, there's like no, like, official council of generations that says
2: but this I, is the year. I it's relate like to Gen X.
3: Agreement.
1: Gen X, yeah. You're raised more old school. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I
0: suppose I could see that.
2: Yeah, I don't relate to millennials at all because I grew up with baby baby boomer parents in a house with Depression World War II grandparents. Mm -hmm. So I relate to the generation before me, like the kids that grew up in the mid to late 60s and the 70s versus kids that grew up in the 80s because a lot of my friends, their parents were like in their 20s. When my parents had me later in life, into their thirties, so. But
1: maybe it also has to do with where you are in your life now. Like you have responsibility, a lot of responsibility. It's not like I I, I think some some women in like in New York and in LA on the coast, like in their thirties, like. Sometimes they talk or tweet or something. I read stuff online. And they're talking like, like little girls. 14, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they're like, yep. I can't find a boy who will blah, blah, blah. It's like, <laughs> what? Like, it's like, if you were, like, <laughs> what? you know what I mean? If You're this...
2: a grown-ass woman. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what this is. Yeah. They
3: infantilize people because yeah. they make it acceptable to not take responsibility for anything. Just right. like, be a helpless child. People will come to your rescue. That's what they like. Were raised on.
1: Yeah. Well, it's not even. It's just. It's where they are in their lives. Like, if you don't have, like, if you don't have, and I'm one of these people. Like, I don't have a wife or kids. So it's like, if you don't have a wife or kids, you look at things much differently than if you do have responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Those kinds of those kinds of like life responsibilities.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So that's good for you. So, no, your your girlfriend. You had mentioned this before. Yeah. So what happened? I know you were heartbroken. That I do know. Yeah. So what was,
1: happened? Uh, uh, um, well, she broke up with me. It was we were engaged and living together. So, uh, oh. it is pretty hurtful for me, for me at the time, like earth shattering. So, um, she broke up with me, and and then I had to do the whole thing of like moving out, and uh, was drinking pretty heavily at the time and then got a DUI on top of it so oh. I compounded my situation and then she was a lawyer so she was helping with the with the DUI at the time but then broke up with me so it's like okay are you still my like I don't oh. even know like are you helping me still like I don't oh. know you know, because oh, breakups are messy. Yeah. So, um, I stayed with my brother for a while. He lived close by. So I just stayed with him until I could figure it out. And then I was trying to get a job. And and back, I didn't know if the DUI would stop me from getting a job. I know it was a, a definite strike. You definitely have to explain that in an interview. So, um, I, but I landed on my feet. I ended up getting a great job. And, um, in Pennsylvania, a school district, a, good, a really good school district, and living close by. So I worked there for the next four years, you know. I worked in that area for the next four years and um, landed on my feet, eventually got it back, you know. Um, but that's that's the story, the breakup. And then started, I, fin- I was finishing up my master's, and then I started doing stand-up comedy. I started going out every weekend, to, or, or every Wednesday night to do the open mics. So that's how I started, yeah.
0: No. So do you, do you think... I mean do you ever have contact with her at all anymore nah no nah,
1: she's got a family and stuff so I don't like oh she doesn't yeah, yeah 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 I think she's got like a family so it's one of those things where it's like it's better to leave it in the past you know mm-hmm. take the lessons and and I've had I've I had a few girlfriends in Philadelphia after that and then I've moved to New York and then I dated a series of girls since then so it's and and I'm like a not like a player I'm like a long-term guy but it just none of them ever worked. So I dated a girl for three years and then another one for five years and then another one for um a year and then two years. Oh, and now I'm cool. with my current girlfriend for a year and a half. Cool Oh, that's so, good. Yeah what does she a, do? She's a comic. She's oh, really? stand up yeah. Yeah. Does she
0: does she travel?
1: She travels and um she she's done uh, Colbert, she's done that show. And uh she oh, does stuff cool. with Comedy Central and um so we'll be on the road next week and together, you know. In, oh, uh, wonderful. In uh, Cleveland. So she'll be opening in for Cleveland. me. In Cleveland. She'll headline on the nice. Wednesday, and then she'll open for me. Um,
0: now, does she, has she played uh, Minneapolis?
1: I don't think she's been here. No, I don't she hasn't think been she's here been, yet. been here. Uh, uh, no. Well, you got to leave her no. name. She's been, so I've been she has to like, town, it going be nice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been doing comedy... Uh, um Uh, 20 around 20 years and she's she's like at the 10 year mark Mm -hmm. so she's still like she's building you know but she can headline but on the road like if we go on the road together mostly she'll open for me and uh
0: okay so i have a question for you yeah so the two of you are sitting around the living room Mm -hmm. and you say something or she says something really funny do we then spend the rest of the night trying to top each other (laughs) does that happen
1: oh i thought you were gonna ask me if i fly off the handle well, you're Italian. <laughs> I assume you do. Yeah, I just assume do I fly that, off like, the handle know. much? No, um, she's very funny. In, like in conversation, like she'll tell me these stories, and I'll just gut laugh. I don't try to top it because I don't have anything to top some of her stories, some of her organic <laughs> stories that she tells me that happened to her in her life. And uh, even when she goes on the road, like a local host talking down to her, kind of like it makes me laugh. Just really oh, the way she God. the way she lays lays it out for me, it really makes me laugh. So. Um, no, that's that's usually the way it goes. She she tells me the stories, and I gut laugh.
0: Is it? Do you think that that there are radio? Look, I do understand that ninety nine percent of radio people are total douchebags, and it's really hard to do radio. Not that I'm any better. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, are there still guys out there that talk down to, to female comedians because they're women?
1: Um, it's not so much. It, it's not radio. It's um. Like she'll go into a, a city, and it's like it'll be. Uh, sometimes it'll be a lo- not all the time, obviously, but it sometimes it'll be a local host, a guy who's been doing it, like oh, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. So he's a local guy, but he's like, it has a family, or can't get out for some reason, or or never got out, or won't get out, or whatever. And uh, it's like, um, it's like he'll be like something like, oh, so you did Colbert? How'd you get that? How'd you get that? It's like, she's been in the business a long time, grinding and scrapping, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm thinking about doing that too. I'm thinking about moving. I'm thinking about moving to New York and start my own thing up there. Yeah, I could do that too. I have a lot of time too. I usually don't host. I usually headline everywhere. You know what I mean? It's like that kind of thing. She'll get that.
3: (laughs) That that, Sounds like insecurity. Yeah,
1: that kind of attitude. But yeah, it's blatant insecurity, but it it, it really, uh, it makes me laugh. The way she tells me it, it makes me laugh. She does it in a comedic way. So it makes me laugh. You know.
0: Do you think there's anything better than, in the world than a very strong, smart, tough woman? Isn't that the greatest?
1: It really is. It really is. The I greatest. love this. Yeah, she's uh, she's all those things. Yeah, I talk her up. She's uh, she's very uh, smart and and disciplined. She's like a disciplined person too. So it's like um, gets up, you know. She just you know works out, balance. You know, we both try to keep a balanced. Um, Lifestyle because this business can throw things at you, and it really, oh, yeah, it can. uh If you're not grounded <clears throat> in something deeper than just the surface of this business, you'll get tossed. I think, it, you know.
0: ladies ladies and gentlemen, tonight, two shows, tomorrow night, two shows, a Sunday show as well. Mike Vecchione, thank you so much for always nice talking to you, sir. It's great this having you. It's been
1: really game. great. I, I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much, Don.
0: Anytime, reach out by phone, come to town, whatever you got to do.
1: Thank That'd you so great. much.
0: Thanks a lot. We'll be back, hour two, with the family.